Well, hello and welcome. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, and I just want to say thank you for joining us here today at the Center for Spiritual Living, White Rock. And we're an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality based in the Lower Mainland. Uh, of the Vancouver area, British Columbia, Canada. And we create sacred opportunities for personal empowerment and collective transformation through wholehearted experiences of truth and spirit. And wherever you're at on your path today, whether you're struggling or soaring, there is a place for you here. And so as we begin our gathering today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo nations. And we thank the First Nations who continue to live on these lands and care for them, along with the waters and all that is above and below. So now I invite you to let everything else go. Silence your devices if you can. I'm gonna do that right now. Mine's not silenced yet, now it is. And just be here now with us. I invite you to turn within as we anchor our time together in prayer. And just taking a moment to pause to recognize the divine love that is present right here and right now. And just recognizing that, that there is an infinite intelligence of love and creativity at the center, at the source of everyone and everything. I know that this love and creativity, that it is, it is unbounded, it is limitless, it is free. And it takes such great pleasure in expressing and expanding through each one of us. So I recognize that that includes me. And that includes each and every one tuned in right now. Each one of us is sacred individualized expression of the one life. Each one of us here to give only what we can only who we are. And so I recognize the sacredness of that. And the infinite things that had to come into place in order to bring each one of us here. And so what I know is that the entire universe is supporting each life here and supporting this gathering here together. I know that it is infused with love, that it is guided by the divine and that it serves each and every one. Every word, every song, every breath in this time together serves the highest expression of each one of us. And so what a blessing it is. How grateful I am to be in the presence of the divine as each beautiful being right here and right now. I give deep and profound thanks for everyone and everything that comes together to bring us together with ease, with belonging, with connection, with love. I let it be, and so it is. Ah. <sighs> 
Yes. Today, we are blessed by the music and lyrics of Nathan Aswell. He is joining us live from Vancouver. He's a recording artist and inspirational speaker based in Vancouver, BC. And his calling is to encourage people to live big lives one small step at a time. His CDs, Little by Little and Yes, are celebrations of life, transformation, evolution, and the oneness of humanity, delivered in a variety of popular music styles. Connect with him online at NathanAswell.com. And please join me now in welcoming him. Yay, welcome, Nathan. Thank you so much, Cassandra. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to kick things off. We, we have a couple of real barn, barn burners this morning. We're going to start with one of them. It's called A Prayer to You.
Centers for Spiritual Living, we practice a different kind of prayer. There are lots of things I think that are different here, but one of them being the kind of prayer that we pray. And instead of asking or pleading with the divine for what we want or what we need, we affirm our spiritual truth and we call it affirmative prayer. We could call it transformative prayer. <laughs> you see, affirmative prayer calls you, the person who's praying, to be willing to become what you want to experience. So you must say yes to answered prayer. Yes, I am willing to become peace. Yes, I'm willing to become love. Yes, my mind is available for divine clarity. And so this is the sacred yes. It's also the title of our book of the month for July, The Sacred Yes by Reverend Deborah Johnson, who shares her intimate conversations with spirit. Each chapter is a letter from spirit with wisdom and guidance for all of us. And this week, we're delving into a letter titled Normal Versus Natural. And it begins with this, to read you the opening lines. There is a difference between the norm and your natural state of being. The norm is the representation of what most people are doing and what is natural is what is true to your authenticity as a spiritual being in human flesh form. That's beautiful. I mean, how many of us here break the norm? <laughs> and socially, you can pay a price for breaking the norm and, and why is that? Because, you know, your ego wants you to stay in the norm, in the expected, in the shoulds, and in the status quo. 
it appears to be safe there. But guess what? Living in alignment with your values, beliefs, and longings requires you to live according to what's authentic, true, and real for you. Not to what everyone else is doing. What is natural is what is true to your authenticity as a spiritual being in human flesh form. So there's what's authentic to your spirit, and then there's the ego. Now in the letter, spirit says, quoting here, your ego self is not always in alignment with your natural spiritual self. It's super easy to judge the ego as bad, evil, and wrong. However, as a spiritual being in human flesh form, the ego is a part of your spiritual journey. I mean, period. No, no ifs, ands, or buts there. Your ego is a part of your journey. Now, maybe if you were a spiritual being in another type of form, <laughs> you wouldn't have to deal with the ego. But in the human flesh form, it's part of you. And thankfully so. Actually, the word ego is the Latin word for I. So simply put, the ego enables you to know the difference between you and everyone else. It is what allows you to be an individualized expression of life. So it is how you perceive the world. And I'm going to say that as a part of our humanity, the ego is also part of the divine plan for humanity. The divine knows what, what they're doing, even if I don't always get it or like it. <laughs> Thankfully, in the letter, spirit gives us some hope. Spirit says, when you're in alignment, your ego is the servant of your spirit, not the other way around. End quote. Yes, I like this. So my ego isn't bad, evil, and wrong when it's in the service to my spirit. Okay, this is different, right? And, and how, how do I do that? <laughs> That's always my first question when I'm writing talks and coming up with really beautiful ideas. I'm always asking, and how do I do that? <laughs> Thankfully, spirit offers guidance in the letter as well. Spirit instructs us to stop using our spiritual powers to appease the ego needs of our persona. Yeah. Let's dig in a little bit more. Spirit says, and I quote here, your spiritual powers are part of your very spiritual nature. They are not skills that you must develop. They are innate attributes that you must unleash and express. End quote. 
well, this just keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? <laughs> so you come with spiritual powers and they are built into your very being. You know, innate means that it exists in you from birth, that it is inherent to your essential character and that it's something that comes from within you. So while each one of us has the spiritual power to create by planting seeds of thought into that creative soil of the universe, each one of us has also been gifted with spiritual powers that are unique to our spirit. We often call them talents. And how do you discover and nurture your talents? Well, you can try new things. You can follow the nudges of your heart. You can practice your craft, all the while giving yourself grace, right? And what does that mean? It's okay to mess up. It's okay to fail. It's okay to try again. It's okay to excel. It's okay to not know. And it's okay to put yourself out there. Um, these are all things that the ego just loves, by the way. <laughs> that was my form of sarcasm. In case you didn't catch that, I'm not very good at sarcasm. <laughs> so a spirit offers some more very good advice in the letter about how to go about unleashing and expressing the innate attributes within you. So I'll read you a couple of lines here. Your spiritual powers are the natural byproduct of your living the life of spirit. Their presence is automatic, part of the very process of divine unfoldment. When you understand this, you will not work so hard at improving yourself and will place more emphasis on merely being yourself. Hmm. End quote. I love that. This isn't about performing or perfecting. It's about being yourself. And why is it that being yourself requires courage? <laughs> I wish it were easier. But being yourself is easy for your spirit. What's not easy is breaking the norms. But the norms don't lead to your deepest fulfillment. They lead to meeting other people's expectations. So this is not the life that the divine wants for you nor do I think is it truly the life that you want for yourself. So in the letter, Spirit offers some advice on how to make this shift. Spirit says, you spend more time fighting for and about reactions and responses than you do cultivating your inner awareness. When the focus of your attention moves from external circumstances to an inner awareness, then I become the focal point as well as the reference point for your life." End quote. Okay. 
cultivate an inner awareness. You know, this mandate reminds me of an excellent document documentary film I watched recently. It's called Understanding and Finding Our Way, Decolonizing Canadian Education. It's produced by an internationally renowned anti-racist scholar named Verna St. Denis and directed by an award-winning filmmaker, Alison Duke. So in it, they share well, they share a whole bunch. <laughs> um, and, I, and I'm pulling out one little piece of what connected me with what was coming up in today's reading is that there are four questions that they pose in the film to help us understand indigenous ways of knowing and being. And here are these four questions for you. One, do you know yourself? Two, what are the forces that shape you? Three, how do you nurture your gifts? And four, what will you contribute to society? Now, for those of you who are joining us live on Zoom. I'm going to just put them in the chat for you right there. Those who are watching the replay, you can pause and listen again. <laughs> because I'm inviting each one of you to spend some time getting to know yourself this week. And, and I want you to consider what are the forces that shape you? How do you nurture your gifts? And what will you contribute to society? The act of getting to know yourself is part of getting to know the divine in you. Navigating your inner life is key to your spiritual life. And it's, it's really easy to spend all of your time and energy on everything that's happening outside of you and all the things you have to do. But in the letter, Spirit says, and I'm read you a couple lines here. Where most of you make a mistake is in believing that the people, places, and things around you must change in order for you to express your highest spiritual self. However, this is not the case. You are free at every moment to choose the crowd or to choose me. Which do you choose? end quote. So how often are you placing a condition upon the expression of your highest spiritual self? If you think about what is it for you? Oh, if I have that degree or qualification, then if I have that relationship, if they would only treat me this way, if they would forgive me, or if I have a certain amount of money. Today, I want you to think about what if nothing outside of you has to change in order for you to express your highest spiritual self? 
what if you could express your highest spiritual self from right where you are right now? Here it says in the letter, as long as you are afraid that certain people, places and things are able to prevent you from being all that you can be in me, you will never experience what is natural to you. There is a place in me that is transcendent. It accepts your human limitations, but does not define you by them." End quote. We are delving in today. It is time to let go of the fear that outer circumstances dictate who you can be. And it's okay to accept your human limitations with compassion and warmth. Even with your limitations, and we all have them, you have the capacity to express your authentic self, to share your gifts, and to make a positive difference in the world, to make a contribution. Spirit encourages us. In the letter, Spirit continues, you must understand that though you are subjected to outer circumstances, they do not determine your possibilities. Unless you limit your expectations to their seeming power over you and the fullness of your life. So each one of us is navigating these outer, these outer circumstances. We are where we are. You are where you are. But where you are isn't the end, nor does it determine where you can go. So be real with the circumstances, see them for what they are, and also see through them see the possibilities beyond your current experience. Stay focused on what you want to experience, what you're willing to become. Stay focused on spirit. Spirit wraps up this letter by saying, when you are constantly looking at me, you will learn how to gaze at me and to see your problems in me rather than the other way around. Don't put your problems first and try to see me in them. Put me first and see how your so-called problems are a part of me, how everything is a part of me, most especially you. End quote. You exist in the arms of the divine. You're loved, supported, guided, and protected. What does it mean to you to put the divine first? How do you keep your eyes on spirit? And as you face each day this week, or even sometimes each moment, Remember, you are loved right where you're at. Remember 
you have innate gifts that aren't just meant for you. They're meant for the world. They're meant for this collective unfoldment of spirit. So as you decide what to say and do this week, ask yourself, what is the most authentic and compassionate thing I can do or say? What is the most authentic and compassionate thing I can do or say? Each step is sacred on this journey called life, even the difficult steps. And I'm so grateful to remind you today that you never have to take a step alone. While no one can walk your life for you, you never have to walk a step alone. Not only is spirit right where you are, but we can take these steps together. And personally, I can't wait to see how spirit unfolds as you. And so it is. So I invite you to turn within now as we do a spiritual mind treatment. Just taking a breath to recognize the infinite power and presence of the divine that is, that is right here. It is not over there or in somebody else's house or heart. It is right here, right here in this ever present moment, the divine, the source of all there is, is alive, is well, is powerful, is unfolding. And so I recognize that within the presence and power of the source of all, there is an innate wholeness where nothing is missing or broken. Everything that is needed for the full expression and expansion of the individual is right here. And so I recognize that it's right inside me, that the divine presence is right here, that this divine power is my power, that this infinite intelligence is my intelligence. And it is from this place of oneness, of divine union, that I absolutely claim, affirm, and know that the source of courage lives within each one of us. And so I open the door, I open the door of courage as I consciously allow the authentic spirit to make itself known now. I affirm that each one of us is inspired and moved to understand and recognize the calling of the heart and soul from within, because I know that within each one of us, the spirit is calling. There is gifts within each one of us that are ready to be given, ready to be experienced, ready to be opened. And so what I affirm is that each one of us is guided in our own specific and unique way 
where there is clarity, there is an understanding of what's next, and that there is the courage to speak the truth with authenticity and compassion. And so knowing that each one of us is moved into that deeper connection, I give thanks. I give thanks for the clarity. I give thanks for the direction and guidance. I give thanks for the ways in which authenticity brings us together like never before. I celebrate the vulnerability because I celebrate the connection and belonging. I know that this is available to each one of us now because each one of us is whole as is. And so I celebrate the gifts that are ready to be given and received now with an overflowing heart, with courage abounding. I release this prayer into that divine law of mind, knowing it's already done. Everything that is wanted is here. And so I step into this next yet to be. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Cassandra, for that beautiful prayer treatment. And again, I love the opportunity to learn something new on a Sunday to propel myself into the coming week with uh, more work to do. And we're all works in progress. But we also create sacred opportunities for personal empowerment and collective transformation through wholehearted experiences of truth and spirit. And so if you were inspired by today's music and message, as well as our weekly and monthly programs, we gratefully receive your tithe, gift, and offering. So you can donate to our, on our website at www.csl.whiterock.com backslash donate. Mail us a check or send us an e-transfer. Gifts of all sizes are very helpful. And your contributions make all of this possible. Thank you so much. Please join with me in declaring our prosperity affirmation. Divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. And so it is. <laughs>